Welcome to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast, where we will learn the history of this beautiful area and hear the stories from the people who live here, love here, and serve here. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Let's go to work. All right, everybody, welcome back to Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I am your host, Ashley Shepard, and today we have an awesome episode with one of the cutest girls in Lakeshore, Jocelyn Hurst. Jocelyn Hurst is the daughter of Dave and Haley Hurst. She has four siblings, and Jocelyn is actually the oldest of all of the children and has recently been, recently been called to the Lubbock, Texas mission. So we're going to get a little bit of Jocelyn's history, her testimony and experiences leading up to this point. So welcome, Jocelyn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Jocelyn, let's dive right in. Um, I want you to tell our listeners uh, a little bit about your history in Lakeshore. So tell everybody who your grandparents are. Okay, so my grandparents are Raylan and Aline Hurst, and they moved here back when my dad was in seventh grade and about, they were guessing like 89, 1989. Um, and then, yeah, my dad's lived here really ever since. We, we moved around, but eventually came back here when I was in seventh grade, so. So just made the turn, yep. seventh grade for dad and seventh grade seventh for grade you. For me. Yep. So for all of the listeners, just so they can kind of get an idea of, of where you guys live. So Jocelyn's family and uh, her grandparents' home sits on 2800 West mm-hmm. and about, what is that, 2800 West, what's the south? Where are the south? Like my address? 6200 South, somewhere around there, right? Yeah. 62, what would your house? 6150. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So about t- 6200 South, 2800 West. Um, Grandma and Grandpa live on the north side of Jocelyn. And then, obviously, your house sits in between Brett and Michelle Shepard and Grandma and Grandpa's home. So, uh, for the listeners that don't know, Grandma passed away in what year? Um, 17, I think. So okay. Like four years? Is that four or five? Yeah, Eight. something no, like no. that. A few years ago. So, Grandma passed away a few yes. years ago. Um, and Grandpa... Just got remarried. Just got remarried and no yes. longer lives in the home. No, he just barely moved out like a week ago. So. Yeah. Who? So now they're just renting it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Like I. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yes. Awesome. So let's talk. Let's start when you were younger. Tell me what you remember. Um, seventh grade, moving to Lakeshore. What are some of the first memories that you even remember? Maybe the people, or okay. primary teachers. Like who kind of do you remember when you moved in around that time? Right. Well, since my grandparents lived here for my whole growing up, we would always come here and like I remember going to homecoming every year, like even before we moved here and or like trunk or treat, we'd go every year and so I mean obviously I didn't really know anyone at that point, but I those are like my earliest memories of like sure. But then moving in in seventh grade, I was just I had just gotten into young women's, um like the month before I had turned 12, I think. And so, um, yeah, I remember the first time I think I met the young women's was at girls camp. And so it was just kind of like a dive right in. <laughs> and um, 
And who were the leaders at that time? Right. Do you remember? Uh, Tiffany Buse was Oh, the you got the best of the best. <laughs> yes, it was so much fun. Um, Melanie Hansen oh, okay. was the leader, and Tia, and I'm trying to think who else. I don't know. I'd always hang out with Kylie Pace and um, Allie Piney, and us three. We'd always ride in. Um, Melanie's blue Jeep everywhere we went. <laughs> yep, she still has that Jeep. Yep, she does. <laughs> we rode everywhere. And yep. We rode down we rode down to like Pioneer in it for youth conference, which was so fun. I got car sick and got heat stroke when we got there, which wasn't so fun. But <laughs> it was a Was great that when trip. we were in the Lakeshore Third Ward? Yeah. Oh yep. so yeah, we were there. Oh yeah, you were there. Yeah. 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 Yep. That was a fun trip, mm-hmm. huh? That was so fun. Okay. So yeah. So tell me, um, let's talk about your family just for a second. Okay. Where, where's your mom originally from? She's from Alabama. So not here, but she came out to school here um, at BYU. And then my dad's brother, John, set them up. He was in her like math class. Oh, okay. Okay. So before seventh grade, where did your family live? Oh. Because you said you moved here in grade. seventh grade. Yeah. So we... Um, when I was born, we lived in Provo up until I was like five. Then we moved to a neighborhood in Payson, and I grew up there. Okay. So that is where all my childhood memories are. But then here was junior high and high school. Okay. And the, the plan was always to come back to Lakeshore? I don't think so. Oh, it wasn't? <laughs> uh-uh. So what kind of... I really do you know what kind of triggered your parents to come back? I don't know, actually. Maybe it was. I've never actually asked them, but... One day, my parents just said, we're moving. I said, okay. But they, I don't know, my dad loves it out here and loves the land. And Do you know how many acres? We have? Yeah. Um, five, I think. But, like, how much doesn't, oh. how much does Grandpa have, would you say? Forty? Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forty acres. So yeah. it's a big piece out here. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to really have any neighbors. Yeah, no. Between you and the shepherds, no one would, I mean, no one would build because you own all that property. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, we grew up like in Payson. It was like the cutest little community, right? Like a little neighborhood. And so moving from that to out here was pretty hard. But like, I don't know. I've always been more city, but like moving out here, I'm actually like, it's actually like, it's grown on me. I'm like, this is kind of fun. Like, yeah. Oh, I can totally animals, relate to that. Right? And yeah. there's a lot of perks. And I'm like, we're only five minutes from the city. And so it's just, it's so fun being out here. Yeah. What challenges do you feel like maybe you faced as a teenage girl? What do um, you feel like? Yeah, tell me lot. some of those. <laughs> um, like just in high school? Yeah, just in general. Um, I would say comparison was probably my number one. Mm-hmm. And probably a lot of other girls. Um... Like, just the ideal, like, idolization. Is that what it's called? Like, being, like, trying to be, like, this perfect girl, you know? And I think that's, I don't know. I mean, it's good to always strive to be better, but I don't know. I think there's just this constant comparison in high school and always have to keep up with everything and be the best. And, yeah, it's it's kind of rough being a teenage girl, but... What advice would you What advice would you give a girl that maybe is struggling right now, listening to this podcast, struggling with those same inadequacies, comparison, all of that? Like now that you're out of high school and, and you've matured and 
you know, heading on a mission, more adulthood life? Like, what would you tell a young girl that's struggling with that? Yeah, well, I think, like, when you're in high school and in the moment and all of that, like, you're, like, that's all you worry about, right? And now you're, like, I went to one of the football games the other night, or I saw you there. Yeah, it's like pouring rain, I left. (laughs) Yeah, we did too. But, like, I was even looking, like, I was talking to my mom, I was like, it's so crazy because they all look so young, and I'm like, you feel like you're on top of the world, and, like, you are, like, it when you're in high school, right? And so I think it's just hard when you're in high school to look at, like, there's stuff after high school. Like, it's really not the biggest deal in the world. And so... Yeah. Almost, like, yeah. keep it futuristic. Keep future yes. like, futuristic eyes. Yeah. Don't be so caught up in the moment, in, but see yeah. that there's but life like, outside. Like, drama and stuff. Like, it's really not the end of the world. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 Um, tell me about each of your siblings. I want you to, to go in order. Okay. And I want you to tell me just something that you about love them. about each yeah each one of your okay. siblings. So, Caitlin is the next youngest. She just turned 18. She, me and her have always been complete polar opposites. <laughs> um, so, growing up, we did not get along too much. But, I don't know, we've become pretty close. She is just the most laid-back person go with the flow that you can get I swear like me I'm plan 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 like my whole life like just everything has to be in a spot everything perfect and organized and she's just she's just happy to be there you know yeah. and she's yeah. she's definitely the peacemaker in our house um I don't know she's great um Tyler he is my twin <laughs> if like, me and him are, like, two peas in a pod. Um, He's 15? He just, no, he, he'll turn 17. Oh, 17. Wait, no, wait, oh, I was way off. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, in September. So he's almost 17, okay? Yeah, that's crazy. He's going to be so old. And but, you two are so similar. Yes, we are. Um, yeah, me and him have always been pretty close. We joke around a lot called me up to talk today oh. <laughs> in sacrament <laughs> but um yeah me and him have a good time he's just way funny and yeah if I always said if I could choose one of my siblings to be twins with it'd be him be him yep um and then Brooklyn she's my little best friend she Caitlin hates shopping and I love it and so she's my little shopping buddy and so I've trained her to be my little so we went shopping all day yesterday, and she's my little buddy that just follows me. She's so cute. Um, yeah, she's she's a very, um, like, like I don't know how to describe her, but she's just so cute. And, she um, is. You know, just so happy. Um, and then Caleb is the party of our family. He's... I don't know what we'd do without him. He's he's a spaz. And he's eight. Yeah. No. Nine. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that's, it. That's all of them. They're so what did at, you're the oldest child? Yes. What do you feel like your role has consistently been in your family? I take I. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think they could live without me. <laughs> right? Like, no. Like, it's really, true, though. You're I the run, oldest. I run our family. I swear. I'm just kidding. But, like, I 
I don't know, like, I take care of just, like, the random stuff, like, birthday presents and, like, no one, I, I went out of town on Father's Day and I went, I grabbed, I got my dad's present, like, I don't, I forgot what we got him, but we got him a present, I gave it to Caitlin the day before Father's Day, I was like, okay, I'm leaving tomorrow, just give this to dad. She, literally, I come back in a week, I'm like, did you give it to him? And she's like, no. Oh. <laughs> so I ended up giving it to him, but, like, it's just, like, like the presents, or, like, I scheduled all of our family pictures and, like, pick out all the outfits. I don't know, just, like... Just like a second mom. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like the secretary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like You're like, honestly <laughs> probably going to have that role the rest of your yes. life, so just, like... Just Keep doing it. Yes. Organize everything, clean everything, you know? <laughs> well, I know you come from good parents. I adore your parents. I know I know Brady loves your parents as well. What do you feel like your parents did a really good job um, in parenting? Like, as, as they were raising you, obviously they're still raising children, right? Mm-hmm. You're the first one to leave home. But looking back, um, it can be you know, with the gospel, without the gospel, like whatever, whatever kind of comes to your mind. But what do you feel like they did a really good job um, in terms of their parenting? Um, I think like our family, like closeness. Is that like a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like our family is pretty close. Like we're all like, I'm best friends with all of them, you know, and So I think just, like, really, like, having family time, like, and going on family vacations and, I don't know, just prioritizing family and showing and implementing the gospel in it with it, you know, like, I don't know, like... What are ways that they did that? um, Like, when you think of, like, okay, I'm going to be a mom someday, mm -hmm. right? And I only know what I know, which is how my parents raised me. Mm Mm-hmm. What did your parents do specifically to teach the gospel in your home? Um, we always have family scripture night, um, study, and always family prayer. My dad had this great idea a few years ago that we should all hold hands in a circle and pray. Horrible idea. Don't do it. Oh, <laughs> We literally got rid of it, but family prayer was a thing, and yeah, we held hands in a circle for a hot minute, and then got rid of that, because... I cannot tell you how many fights we had over over holding hands. So, but yes, family prayer is very important in our family. Um, and family game night. We just, I don't know, just oh, like, see? We, we love like playing games and... So your parents are just good at creating yeah. moments and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we just, I don't know. I love we it. We just have a lot of fun, you know? Yeah. I think that's what's most important. Yeah. Sometimes I think... As parents, like, we try to overcomplicate, right? Like, Uh we're like, we got to give our kids all of these things or we got to, like, teach them the gospel in these, like, miraculous, amazing ways. But really, it's just, like, those simple things, like, creating moments and creating opportunities for our kids to strengthen relationships with one another, Mm -hmm. like a family game night or a family vacation Mm -hmm. or just the constant little yeah prayer scripture study like I have so many friends where they like come over and they're like oh like you guys are friends like they'll like they don't really like hang out with their family you know yeah and so I think I don't know that's the biggest one to me yeah hey I love that so when do you think that you first 
gained a testimony for yourself? Like, what is that moment in your mind? I, it was probably pretty recently, honestly. Like, like probably like a year ago. Um, I just remember being, like, I was kind of like, I don't know, just kind of stuck a little bit. And I was like, I'm going to find out. And so I was reading my scriptures just alone in my um, apartment one day. And I prayed and I was like, this is true. And I think just growing on that every every day and like repentance and all that just kind of brings you closer. Yeah. I you kind of you kind of felt embarrassed for a hot second when I asked you that. Yeah. But I think it's important that the listeners know that there never has to be a certain time. Right. It doesn't matter if you're if you're 10 and you start to like gain a testimony, if you're 18, if you're 40, mm-hmm. if you're 70, that like there's always a time. Yeah. And sometimes life just navigates us in a way that mm-hmm. we know when we're ready to like take that step or to accept or or search for that truth. So once you kind of realize that, that the gospel is true or that you started to feel the spirit more, how did that change you? How did it change your course of life? Because had you always uh, planned on serving a mission? <laughs> My mission story is a long one. Okay, well, we're ready to hear it. Sh- I'm ready. Um, I'll try to make it a little shorter. But, so I was never planning on going on a mission. And then I had um, Kate and Elijah Aubrey as my Sunday school teachers. And they changed my life. They, I don't know, they met on their missions in Russia. And um, I have idolized Caitlin. <laughs> like, like, she is like just the sweetest human in the whole planet, you know. And, um, I, and so when they were my Sunday school teachers, I like started thinking about it. I was like, wait, I kind of want to be like her and go on a mission. And so I started thinking about it, but I mean, I was still so young and I really didn't do much. That was how old, sorry, just so they know the listeners. Um, probably like 14. Okay. I would guess. Okay. And I had them. As Sunday school teachers, I just move whichever age group they would move to, and I just go with them. But, um, yeah, and so I had them for a while, and I would babysit their kids, and so I would always hang out with them. But, um, so yeah, that was their role in it. And then, so I was kind of thinking about it. Then when I was, I think I got my patriarchal blessing when I was 17, maybe. But, um... I got that and you know most girls doesn't like really mention a mission or it just barely mentions it mine says I'm gonna go like it's like when you return home for your mission you'll find an eternal companion so I'm like well I better go on a mission so then I kind of just put in my plans I was like okay I'll go um then I then what happened? Then I started school. I still had a year until I could leave. Um, and then I decided I was going to go on a mission. And so I started preparing that January to go. I, um, I was in a singles ward up in Provo. And so I just did my papers through him. I wasn't supposed to. I was actually going to transfer my records back home, but that's 
a whole nother long story. So I end up doing my papers through him, um, and I submit them, or they didn't submit them, but um, I had done all my stuff through the bishop. I went and met with the state president, and he's like, yeah, like I'll submit them tomorrow. And I was like, okay, great. So that was last year, and um, and then I get a text from my bishop the next morning, and he's like, hey, so many girls are coming home from their missions early right now because of anxiety problems. He's like, we're going to have you take this, like, test. I don't know. I don't know what it was. but And so they had me meet with this one lady and take this test, and I don't know. It was this whole long process, but pretty much she i've always known i've had anxiety and you know stuff like that but um she was like yeah i think you are gonna struggle if you go she's like i'm not gonna approve you she's like you're gonna need some help um you definitely have ocd and anxiety and i don't know so it's just this whole process but um so i had to go get all that figured out and I kind of just dropped the mission, you know, I was like, you know, this is not worth it. I was like, I'm good. Anyway, so fast forward to, um, that was last year. And then fast forward to probably this winter, um, yeah, then I had some other stuff happen. I almost got married for a second there. Anyways, just like so much happened. And then, they're really gonna get my whole life story on here. No, it's great, <laughs> it's great, you're great, I love so this. Then, okay, so then I'm, here comes this last, um, March, I was um, talking to my dad and he's like, hey, like we need to talk. And I was like, okay, about what? And he's like, um, He's like, well, I'll tell you later. And I I just somehow knew it was going to be about a mission. I was like, because I think it's always been in the back of my mind. And I was like, Dad, if this is about a mission, I am not going. Like, like don't even try. And he's like, I never even saw that's what it's about. And I was like, okay. And he's like, we'll talk. That weekend was conference. And he's like, we'll talk after conference. And I was like, okay. And so I go to con watch conference at my singles or bishop's house with one of my good friends and we're sitting there and they start conference and like the first 30 minutes I, or at least like it's mission 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 you know and I look at her and I'm like Kelsey what am I like why do they keep saying about a mission and she's like why are you so worried she's like you're not going and I was like yeah you're right you're right you know and then the rest of the conference, they just kept mentioning missions. And I was like, oh my heck. And so that night I met with my dad and he's like, he's like, hey, so your life is pretty good right now, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I love it. And he's like, so you, he's like, I honestly cannot stop thinking about how you should go on a mission. He's like, obviously it's your decision, but he's like, I just think I need to tell you that. And right then I was like, dad, I know I need to go, but I do not want to, you know, like, it's just like that leaving everything. And I don't know, it's a big decision. And I was like, I know I need to go. And he's like, well, think about it. And so 
I drive back home to my apartment that night just like sobbing. I was like, I, was like, I don't want to go, but I know I'm going. And like, I just knew right then. Like I needed that little push, you know, to go. Um, and so then I started my papers with the bishop. Um, and Bishop Renless Walker, and he's like, yeah, let's get it going. And so um, all my stuff from last year had been fixed and so we're like all good and so anyways it's just been such a long process getting here and like it's a year after all the other girls go and so I mean all the boys my age are getting home right now and so I'm I don't know it's just been a very unique situation but it's how it's supposed to be yeah so yeah the whole time you were talking I was thinking about your story is such a good example of the Lord's timing, mm-hmm. right? Like as you look back all the way to to Caitlin and Elijah Aubrey, which for the listeners, just so they know, that would be Caitlin Shepherd yeah. Aubrey. Um, that like even from Kate and Elijah, just even planting that seed, mm-hmm. right? Like that example, that you can connect the dots from like their example all the way to, to meeting with Bishop Rinless Bacher and everything that had kind of happened in between that and just how it was on the Lord's timing right. that really in your heart, you knew like, this is what I need to do mm-hmm. and this is what I want to do. But it kind of just took a minute to get to that point. Yeah. And I think that's a great example of just your faithfulness and your diligence in wanting to do what the Lord wants you to do. I think that's really cool. Thank you. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the Lakeshore community. Um, is there anybody, I know you talked about Caitlin Mm Shepard. Is there anybody else in the community that you have just always admired or wanted to be like, or just, they always just kind of influenced you in a way? Um, I mean, I think there's a few people. Caitlin's always been my number one, probably influencer, but, um, um, yeah, maybe we just talk about her for a minute. What what was it about her specifically that just really made an impression on you? She is, like, genuinely, like, just the sweetest, like, person in the whole world and just loves, like, the Savior. And you can just tell. And I don't know. I just want to be just like her. She is the cutest, like... I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I can vouch for you. I can vouch for you. That is 100% true. She gets that. She gets that from her mother. Yeah. (laughs) Her mother is the same way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But so I know grandma's passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, What's something that you really admired about your grandma? Everything. Me and her were like the closest. I probably of all of them, but me and her were. Um, yeah, really close. She, um, she's gone, like, she went through a lot in her life. Um, she is, like, the most hardworking, like, faithful person, I swear. And she was just so loving, like, no matter what, you know? Like, she would love you no matter what you did or, I don't know. 
She just had a way of making everybody yeah, feel, feel welcome. And like her favorite. Mm-hmm. Like every yeah, time you true. every time you saw her, true. she just made you feel like you were her favorite. Yeah. And you're like, She loves me. I'm her favorite yeah, person yeah, right now. Literally. She's like, yeah, like the epitome of love. I swear. She's just so she was amazing. Yes. She is but, she is definitely busy on the other side because yes, she, she is, is a doer. Yes, she is. Yes. <laughs> yep. What is something that you feel like your grandpa Ray Lynn taught you growing up? Hard work. <laughs> he, he, I swear he's Superman. I, he um, is always just at some other project, you know, and service. He'll always help you with whatever you need or I don't know. And I'm pretty sure he can build anything in the world. So, yeah, I don't know. He's awesome too. Yeah. So. I love that. The best people. Um, Has there been an experience, maybe in, and this could be like collectively as a family, Mm -hmm. but has there been an experience where you feel like you have felt the love of the Lakeshore community from your family or on an individual basis? Like, does anything stick out to you in terms of people coming to serve your family or reach out or just be there when your family needed them? recent one was when Tyler decided to jump off a cliff and <laughs> black out and so a whole bunch of people a few people came by and like asked how he was doing you know and gave him a few treats and which was really sweet and so yeah I don't know that's a recent one I'd have to think about something else but I think I don't know everyone's just so nice out here yeah so. Yeah. Yeah, what, what's been your favorite thing about living in Lakeshore? Um, well, I mean, animals. Just, you know, I love, um, and the sunsets, and I don't know, it's just so, like, not busy. Like, it's just so peaceful out here. Um, so, yeah, that's why I like it. So, if you were going to come back to Lakeshore in 10 years, uh-huh. so that would put you at what, almost 30? No, would you be 30? Yeah, yeah you would be. Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you come back to Lakeshore when you're 30, what would you hope Lakeshore looked like? What would you hope for Lakeshore in the next 10 years? Hmm. I always say a store. A store? <laughs> like, I would love to have a store out here. A mall. Just right there. A mall? <laughs> Could you imagine? Just kidding. I really... <laughs> I don't know. I would love for it to be the same, but I'm sure it's going to build out here. Yes, yes. I don't know. Whatever. Jocelyn is the one person in Lakeshore that That is hoping for a mall (laughs) and wanting it to grow. (laughs) I know. My my family always jokes about that. They're like, you're the one person who probably would not mind if there was more out here. (laughs) I was like, yep, you're probably right. But at the same time, I really do love it out here. Like, it's just so... Like, I don't know, just so pretty out here. Mm-hmm. There so, is. It is. I it know. is. I really like it. Tell me what is your biggest fear about your mission? Going on a mission. Oh. What's the biggest fear that you have? Staying with a companion 24-7. Mm. I think just having patience to be with someone all the time, it's going to be rough. But it's, I don't know, I think it's, I'm going to learn a lot out there. Yeah, you know, just with patience and um, 
Yeah, that's probably my biggest, biggest, biggest fear. fear. What would you say your biggest hope is for your mission? What are you hoping to gain from it? Yeah, um, I don't know. I think a lot. <laughs> like, um, just like the knowledge that I'm going to learn about the gospel and just not thinking about myself, you know, like just serving others will be so fun. And um, just learning all those good, like attributes and qualities that anyone wants, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know, I think it's a really good detox from the world, you know? Like, no really phones, I mean, I'll have one, but it's not like the constant, you know, that we have right now and so I don't know I think just disconnecting from everything would be so nice you know yeah, yeah. so that's what I'm looking forward to well to end Caitlin or Caitlin I almost called you Caitlin <laughs> oh my heck edit that out <laughs> <laughs> to end Jocelyn will you share with us um your testimony yeah. we're gonna have you on the podcast when you come back okay um so we want you to share your testimony to all the listeners right now um, and then we'll get it when you come back as okay. well. Okay. Yes, so I love this church. Um, I know that the Savior um, really did die on the cross for us, and he rose um, again, and we have the atonement that we can repent and be forgiven. Um, I'm so grateful for him, and... I'm so grateful for my family and that we can, that's an eternal family and that we can be with them. Um, not just here, but for forever. Um, and I know that the Book of Mormon is true. And I, um, yeah, I think that's it. And I'm just going to say amen. <laughs> amen. Thank you for being with us today, Jocelyn. You will be a great missionary. And like I said, I think you're a great example to so many young girls thinking about serving. Because your story isn't didn't line up exactly like you thought it would. And it came with trial, and it came with prayer, and it came with inspiration and guidance from people around you. And I think a lot of young girls that are thinking about serving a mission are in the same boat. So thank you so much for sharing your heart and your story with us today. I know that it will bless so many people that listen to it. So thank you for listening to Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Shepard. Until next time. Wow, what a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check out the next installment of Faith and Farmers, the Lakeshore Community Podcast. I'm your host and friend, Seth Mulder. Until next time, keep up the good work.